Welcome to Side Conversations of Marketing, Management, and Money. Yes, our podcast is all things small business, but in these side conversations, we deviate a little bit and we might go into politics, religion, social, economics, or health, whatever we feel like talking about. So if you're interested in learning a little bit of our take on other issues, welcome to Side Conversations. All right, I've got something that I want to chat about, and uh, this is totally just on the side, not official. I want to get your take. This is a politically charged topic, so uh, just be prepared that anyone listening is already going to be offended, but uh, (laughs) so one of my big concerns like every everyone everyone's got what they're concerned about you know uh the war in ukraine the uh, inflation you know those kinds of things um i have a huge concern and i listened to a super interesting report that ties into this concern that man it just blew my mind uh such a fascinating report so to me water is such a oh it, it, it it's a bigger topic and you know so where we live you've got Lake Powell which is the second largest reservoir of water in the US next to Lake Mead which is actually fed by Lake Powell which is the largest reservoir right. of water so basically the drainage of where we live feeds the two largest reservoirs of uh, the entire United States and they are drying up right now. Now, if you go a little north of us, you got the Great Salt Lake, which is also drying up. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, it's just a you know body of salt water. You can't use it. But it's having huge impact uh, on that. And I, I look at this and I'm like, dude, we're running out of water. So the other fascinating thing, I was listening to a report um, from, it's a podcast, L'Heure du Monde. It's actually in French. And uh, they were talking about uh, running out of sand. Running out of sand? Running out of sand. Yeah, blew my mind. You're worried about running out of sand? It's a real thing. And, like, the mafia runs the sand. Like, in some countries, they were talking about the problems with harvesting sand in India and how, like, there's a lot of forced labor in it. And if people try and come and... You can't eat, drink sand. How is sand an important commodity? So all of the building is done with sand. Oh, cement and mortar. Yeah, so that that's that's the big one. But then uh, sand is also in okay. beauty products. It's in electronics. It's in you know. So uh, like we, we make glass. Yeah, you make a ton of glass, and so you know, there's the the use of sand is really huh. really high. But the problem is, is where do you harvest sand from? So they they were saying, and I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think it was three billion tons of sand. Um, that needed to be harvested, and I don't remember if that was a monthly or an annual or something, but like some astronomical amount. Wow. And so, like, you can remove entire islands, and at some point, you know, you start thinking about, okay, yeah, you know, let's take sand, but... but can't you just crush certain rocks to get more sand? So... You can make sand. Well... In, in in the report, they they were talking, and I don't know the science behind it. Okay, <laughs> I am not yeah. the. Uh, this is the first time I've even heard anything Just like go it. Go to you the know? mouth of every lake and where all the sediment is. You got tons, but of- you have to have the right kind of sand. 
Okay. Yeah, for you, some things, yes. You can't you can't have yeah, silt or topsoil. I mean, fracking has to have a perfect sand, and it's only found in certain places. Yeah, and so you have to have the right kind of sand. Some of the harvested sand is very salty because they'll pull it out of the ocean, and then they're ruining right. agricultural land yeah. because wow, it the salt content is getting too high for the land. Hmm. So anyway, here, here here's my big thing that I want to talk about. What role do uh, entrepreneurs have in taking care of the environment? Everyone has a different view of what, you know, the right environment. Because it's expensive to be environmental, and it's political to be environmental. And, you know, so is it just, well, I make profits and let people decide their own thing? Now, that's kind of the capitalistic model. The capitalistic model is to say, look, my business provides profits which provide wages, and people do their own thing. They make their own ethical choices. And whether they want to support me or not. But, see, the sand market is not regulated, and so they can harvest sand from wherever, and wow. that causes problems. And huh? Great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How many environmental groups are now going to become sand advocates? <laughs> like, they were talking about how many people are murdered by the mafia because they interfere. Yeah, because they interfere with the sand markets. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. Such a super interesting. I would recommend that you listen to it, but like I said, it is in French. I don't know if there's a, you know an interesting enough uh, report that, that is in English. I mean, I've read some crazy things when it comes to business and economics on a lot of things, um, but I've never heard anyone ever talk about Sand. Well, and so part of it is like the mafia will keep people from coming and taking pictures of what's going on. Really? It's unregulated because everyone thinks that we've got so much sand. Who yeah, cares? Exactly. That's what I would have said. You know? And I, you can kind of still see I am <laughs> saying that. Sand. <laughs> I mean, water. I, I get water. Cause but but how how is water so much? Di- I mean, it falls from the sky, but yet we have a huge problem with it. It's not that we're yeah, running out of water. It's that we're running out of water in the right places. We're running out of yeah, sand right. in the right places. That's right. Yeah, that's th- that's actually a good way to put it because uh, some western states are drying up, and yet the back east, they're being flooded out. Yeah. I mean, if someone could figure out a way to just pipe the that water. over, move the water. Well, you, you know, it's fascinating. Most people don't know that in the western states, we do what's called seeding. For water. Oh, yeah. You taught me that. Oh, my gosh. That blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, We shoot a chemical given the perfect storm, and there's some metrics around it that you have to kind of watch. But given the storms, we shoot a chemical, and I don't remember the scientific name for all of it, but shoot a chemical into the clouds, and it causes it to release the moisture so that it dumps on your, you know, your area so that you have the water content that you need for your summer months. Or ski resorts. Or ski resorts. Ski resorts do it. Yeah. And they, they but can. then that shifts the drainage. Yeah, it does. It can affect drainages. And, well, and we know from, I see, and this is crazy because this would go back to sand as well, too, because um, in a lot of the Western states, as drainages, as they as we have created, not now, I, I better shift that around. As we've created dams and dikes and other ways to control water, uh, the typical spring runoff doesn't happen like it did in the early 1900s. And so the rivers are growing in on themselves, the banks, 
are growing in on themselves because the the vegetation is allowed to grow in and then the dirt builds in around it. And then the more vegetation grows the more dirt builds in. Okay. You see it on the edge of your grass all the time. Okay. That helps you understand it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how the wind kind of blows the dirt up against it. And then your grass kind of grows out over your, over your sidewalk. Well, so they do, that's the same thing that's happening on the rivers. So now all of a sudden when you have a heavy thunderstorm that's below the dam, okay, now the rivers have come in so much. Now you have mass flooding because they're not as wide and deep as they used to be. Mm. They don't handle the co- uh, amount of water, the volume of water that they used to handle. So yeah. see, we need to get the sand people to come widen out our <laughs> and rivers. Ste- and steal the, the sand state. from the rivers. Yeah, on the western, you know, some of the western drainages. To- you know how hard it is to access <laughs> those rivers. Uh, it's a nightmare. Like but, that's where I go to recreate because it's so remote and fun to play because yeah. it's hard to get down there. But, but a lot of the waterways, rivers, etc., are all governed by, uh, you know, the Army Corps of Engineers. So, so you have to have all kinds of permits to do it. And even though they recognize that this is a problem, uh, allowing someone to go in there to clean that back out uh, literally uh, is, is almost as much as to take an act of Congress to do it mm-hmm. because it's, it's such a sensitive area and topic because it deals with water. So, so if sand is that same way, I start to kind of understand why in some countries that, wow, this could be highly controversial and yet why it's now probably you're going to, I bet we see a new term for it here in the next couple of years, blood sand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Black sand. Yeah. Death sand. Yeah. So um, when you talked about that act of Congress, here's another interesting thing and you know, we're spitballing, so I don't have the, the stat off the top of my head, but uh, essentially in the U S the uh, number of um, congressmen and women who have come from military and who have come from uh, business have flip-flopped to the percentages of, you know, who are now professional politicians that, like, went and got a degree in, you know, poli-sci or something. Yeah, and so, yeah, and, and so the interesting thing is, that we used to be governed by people who had military experience and business experience. And now we're governed by people who are more theoretical and have legal background. And Which you, explains you a lot of why a lot of economic <clears throat> policies have changed. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, even though it's a representative government, they're still going to go back to what they understand and what they're familiar with. And so you get this yeah. this huge shift in policy. So when you talk about you know an act of Congress, which goes back to kind of my first question of what role do businesses have in environmental policy? Well, you know businesses are losing their political influence because most uh, you know most governments are now being or they're having to pay. Th- for it through special interest groups, uh-huh. which yeah. is now it's becoming expensive because you don't actually have representation from someone in your industry. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So, You've so, opened up a nasty can of worms. <laughs> it's, it's something that I think about a lot. You know, I, I, I just kind of question. I'm like, yeah, you know, as a business owner. So I, I, I look at my business and I'm like, okay, so my business is a small business training and consulting company. And, you know, we do the podcast, we do live trainings, we create training content. And, okay, what does that have to do with water? You could argue nothing. 
It's like, you know, I just, I just go out, out and educate people. You know, that's, that's what my but, business is. But it does because um, indirectly as an uh, ecology, uh, more, more of an economic ecology, yeah. it does affect your business. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's interesting because when you, when you look at locally, uh, local governments, cities, counties, most of them still do come from businesses. I yeah. mean, your whole chamber of commerce is essentially 90, probably 90% business with a few that represent some type of other. But, okay, I don't know if this is accurate because you and I live in more of a rural area where, you know, businesses still run a lot of things, but you get into urban areas and people, you know, like, they're not on the management levels as much. Like out here, this is super interesting. So out here, I associate with more millionaires than I did when I lived in the Salt Lake metropolitan area. So I moved from a densely populated area uh, into a rural area, and now I associate with more millionaires than I did up there. And you'd be like, well, aren't there more millionaires up there? I mean, yeah, but not per capita. Out here, and that's one of the things that attracted me to a rural environment is a higher caliber of association, in my opinion, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, so so you say, well, you know, local governments. I'm like, our local government is still coming from you know business for the most part, but I look at where I used to live, and I'm like, no, there's a lot of you know a lot of educators. That's a common one that that you'll see, but you get a lot of professional politicians. Yes. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, that's uh, that's fascinating. So, I, anyways, I, I do I do feel that businesses have uh, a moral and ethical obligation to uh, to be, and, and this is tough because this is there's not a clear definition of what environmental friendly means. Yeah, it's a gray area because uh, you know one definition says that we don't use. You know, I mean, the extreme of it is no energy, you know, everything is totally green energy, mm-hmm. which means that no business would actually ever function again, especially those that are heavy into machinery. Yeah. Um, versus the one that says, look, I, you know, I, I don't want to put, you know, oil in the river. <laughs> right. Okay. Or it's a lot easier for me to be, you know, net neutral for my yoga studio than it is for my manufacturing plant. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. like, like, do all businesses need to be net neutral? Is the airport going to be net neutral? No, yeah. no way. There's no way an airport <laughs> will be until you have a, I don't know, can you have electric jet engines? I actually, uh, I, I have a business that I, I met on one of my international tours that they do a clean burning jet fuel. And I'm like, okay. really? Yeah. You know, well, so, it exists. Yeah, it, it, it's super cool what they're what they're I mean, working on, but it's you expensive. Have propane and natural gas and other things like that that are pretty clean, are a lot cleaner than some some fossil fuels. Yeah, and so, but but you know, I'm amazed at the technology around fossil fuels uh, f- to burn cleanly. Uh, I, I mean, they've they're investing heavily in it, and it's getting better and better. See, see, this is a matter of fact. Here's a fascinating study. Since we're just going wherever the hell we want, (laughs) we're all over the board right now. Um, So, uh, the catalytic converter on your car. Okay. Do you know what the sole purpose of that was? I I don't honestly. I don't know much about cars. 
it was originally the catalytic converter. Um, I, I don't know that it was solely developed for this one, but it, this was one of the main reasons when it was first came out and put on cars is because the number one form of suicide back in the 40s and 50s was... Your car. Your car in the garage. Yeah. That's what you did. Okay, you parked your car in the garage, started that bad boy up, okay, and just breathed the fumes. It stunk for a little bit, but next thing you know, you don't even know you've passed out, and then you're dead. Well, now that you put a catalytic converter on there, it's almost impossible. Literally, you can put a hose from your tailpipe to your face, and you still can't die. Well, maybe you could if you stayed there for hours, but you can't anymore. That was that was why it came up because the number of suicides amongst and particularly women was high because of carbon mon, uh, monoxide yeah, dioxide yeah. monoxide it's monoxide yeah. yeah carbon monoxide poisoning yeah from a car huh so so but then it came out as you start doing the studies wait a minute it has a greater effect on our environment and other things like that so so I always argue that that some technology that is driven by selfish Interests like reducing the, the number of suicides by vehicle um, actually have led to some amazing technology that has now benefited the environment. Yeah. And so when, when we harp on coal or other fossil fuels and things like that, I, sometimes I say, be patient because these guys know they're under attack and they're developing some amazing things that might develop into some amazing technology that we need in 10, 15 years that we don't even know needs to exist right now. Yeah. So don't 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 you know, discredit everything. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so oh man, there's there's a lot of interesting things, but I I, I think you know we'll 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 keep this from like spinning off into every every which way because yeah, I want to do a side conversation on suicide. There's <laughs> I there's some interesting <laughs> thoughts there, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and it's you know and and one one of the things uh, I. I don't want to get into it, but uh, my my views changed when I had an aunt who committed suicide. I can understand that. At, but they didn't change in the way that most people, you know, most people would think, well, you're probably more anti. And I'm like, no, I actually am not anti, um, you know, I, well, we'll talk, this this will we'll launch have, into. We'll have to have another side conversation and yeah, maybe. Yeah, this this one gets a little interesting. But 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 getting back to the environment, I, I think there are a couple takeaways that, uh, you know, I would say, yeah, we do need to think about it. Uh, you know, 7 billion, 8 billion is almost where we are now. You know, 8 billion people on the planet. You're not going to live the same way that you lived when 2 billion people were here. That's right. And, you know, like, you got to think about that. You got to realize that your way of life is going to change. Well, and and I make a strong argument, and I never hear anyone in the media say this when it comes to jumping back to where we are talking about earlier with water. Uh, Yeah, are we, do we have a water shortage? Yes. Is there global warming? Yes. But why isn't anyone ever saying, wait a minute, you understand that the population has significantly increased, which means we're using more water? (laughs) Yeah. So maybe there's a reason, another reason why some of those streams are drying up because now we have 100,000 more people pulling water from that stream. Right. And no one wants to address that. Yeah. I don't see moratoriums on building permits. Well, here, here's the crazy thing. So COVID comes in 
And everyone is like, ah, we don't want to have a massive outbreak of, you know, killing all these people, which I agree. But then we turn around and we say, oh, the world's overpopulated. And I'm like, if you're going to go with natural selection, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, like like what, what side of the fence are you on? And, and so I, I do agree with you that we're only addressing part of the conversation See, for me natural selection is like okay we're gonna put a bear in arena with 100 people and whoever gets killed by the bear that's natural <laughs> selection wow uh, see i'm just like uh, it's not it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way you know yeah. so uh i don't know i have a hard time with some theories out there with natural selection yeah, well there's there's another one we can we can go into natural <laughs> selection and suicide and Really offend everyone who's listening. See, now so that we've lost a few followers. I yeah. don't know. You can't. You can't tell me if you listen to something like this. You don't know, have a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you guys letting us rant a little bit. Uh, kind of seeing some of our views. Uh, hopefully that gives you a sense of where uh, you know where where our background and foundation for some of our business perspective is coming from. But uh, if not, maybe you just have fun listening. And my closing remarks, sir, would be if you have a business. The goal of your business should be able to make your business so that your your community and your surrounding area are better. Yeah. And so better your business and better those things around you. And if you do that one, I think you'll find that that you'll meet those social needs uh, that exist in, in your re- in your area, but, city, county, state. But 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 I would add country. to that uh, at some point you gotta step up. You know, yeah. like making it slightly better when you have opportunity uh, to, to make, make significant it, right? improvement. Yeah, you got to step up, and yeah. you know, and so that's that's just your lot as a business owners. You yeah. carry influence. Yeah, your goal should be to make things better. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye bye.